Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our online service here at Stanley Park Baptist Church. So glad that you could join us today. In Psalm 30, verses 1 to 5, we read these words. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. With this in mind, let's come together and let's worship the Lord together in song, in spirit and in truth. There's something significant 
about the house of God being a house of prayer. There's something significant about church being a house of prayer. In Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 to 14, we read this. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. And look at what happens next. Verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. There's something significant about when the house of God truly becomes a house of prayer. When God's temple becomes a house of prayer, healing begins to take place. When Jesus overturned all the tables of the money changers and drove everybody out, saying that the house of God is a house of prayer, after driving everybody out, it seems to me that that house was restored to what it needed to be, which is a house of prayer. And then the blind and the lame came to him and they got healing. I wonder what would happen if we were intentional as a church to truly be God's house, a house of prayer. Could it be that we could experience healing more than we could have ever imagined. Let's take this time today and let's pray together. I encourage you wherever you are, let's lift up our voice together in prayer and ask the Lord to grant us a special touch in our families, in our work, in ministry, Ask that the Lord would bring healing to us, both emotionally and physically and spiritually, that the Lord would touch us in a special way. Join me now and let's lift up our voice together and pray. Father, we come to you today and we believe that you are able to do beyond what we could ask or think. And so today we come believing you for a special touch, believing you for healing in our emotions, in our families, in our church, in our bodies, in every area of our lives. We come to you, Father. We know that your church, you meant it to be a house of prayer. We know that your temple, which we are, is meant to be a house of prayer. And we understand that when it is a house of prayer, healing can happen. Miracles can happen. Everything that you have in store for us, the many blessings that you have in store for us, can come to pass. And so we believe you for it this morning. Have your way in us. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our church. Have your way in our families. Have your way at our workplaces. Have your way 
Father, we pray for healing emotionally. We pray for healing in our bodies. All those who are suffering with some kind of ailment, some kind of illness, some kind of sickness, we pray for your healing right now in Jesus' name. And we pray that your glory may be made manifest in our midst because we know you are in our midst. We join together and we ask you to have your way in our midst today in Jesus' name. join me as we sing to the name above all names. Peter here. How are all of my Bible Town people doing this week? I pray you're doing well and I hope you're getting to spend time with Jesus every day. Here, let's dive right into our devotional for today, which comes from Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, which reads, Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After Jesus was baptized, he went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was fasting during that time, so he was very hungry. Then the devil came and tried to get Jesus to do something wrong. That is what we call temptation. The devil said, if you are really the son of God, then turn these rocks into bread. Now Jesus could have done that and stopped his hunger, but he didn't want to do what the devil said. 
So Jesus answered him, It is written in the scriptures that a person does not live by eating bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Next, the devil took Jesus to the top of the temple and told him to jump off. The devil said that if God's words were true, then angels would protect Jesus. But Jesus didn't do that either. Instead, he told the devil, it says in the scriptures, do not test the Lord your God. Finally, the devil took Jesus up a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms in the world. Then the devil said that Jesus could have everything he saw if he would just bow down and worship the devil. At this point, Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. It is written in the scriptures, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Satan had lost. He went away and God's angels surrounded Jesus and ministered to him. Throughout our lives, all of us will be tempted to do wrong. Even Jesus was tempted, but thankfully he never gave in. He never sinned. When temptation comes to us, we can follow Jesus' example. We can speak scripture, and that will help us to remember God's strength and his love. And he will help us to do the right thing. And even if we fail, then we can know that Jesus died for our sin. That we just have to confess our wrongdoing, and he is faithful to forgive us. Let's always remember that we serve a good and gracious God. And so on that note, let's pray together and ask the Lord to reveal to us any areas in our lives where we have been giving in to temptation. Then let's ask for forgiveness and that he would also give us the desire and strength to resist any temptations in the future. So here, let's Bring our hands together, let's bow our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we could spend together in your word, learning from Jesus as he resisted the temptations of the devil. Lord, we are so thankful for him, and we are so thankful that he never sinned, so that he could then die in our place, bearing our sin, making us right with you. Lord, you know we face a lot of temptations every day, and it's really hard to resist. And so, Lord, we pray that you would put your scriptures, your word in our hearts, and that we would remember it when we are being tempted, that we would resist any temptations that come our way. And Lord, if we fail, we pray that you would forgive us, forgive us for our sins, for giving into temptations. And Lord, please reveal to us any areas in our lives where we are failing regularly, where we may be tempted to give in every time and we just do it. Lord, please forgive us and please help us. Lord, we also want to pray for all of our Bible Town people. We pray that they would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and that they too would learn to rely on your word, to use it to dispel the lies of Satan, so that they could stand firm in Jesus and serve him with their lives. Lord, we thank you so much for this time, and we just pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, everyone, before I send you off, I do have some review questions for my Bible Town people again, and here they are. Number one, as always, I'd like you to describe in your own words what today's devotional was about. And please make sure you do that with some grown-ups, with your mom and dad, or maybe your older siblings. And just have fun with it and reflect meaningfully. Number two, I want you to think about what is one area in your life where you are often tempted to do the wrong thing. Maybe you're often tempted to not listen to your mom and dad, or maybe you're tempted to lie and make up stories. Either way, I want you to reflect on what is one area in your life where you're tempted to do the wrong thing. And then I want you to think about how you can ask God to help you resist this temptation. And finally, number three, I'd like you to memorize Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, which says, Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, everyone, it was great spending this time with you. I hope all of you have an amazing week ahead of you, and I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. God bless you all. Bye-bye. It's offering time, church. This is a time where we worship the Lord through our giving to credit him as the provider of all that we have because we recognize that all good things come from God. Just a reminder that there are a few ways you can give. You can bring your offering to the church. You can request an automated giving form from the church office or go to stanleyparkbaptist.com give to click on the donate button and give online. Let's commit the offering to the Lord this morning. Faithful Father, thank you that you give the gift of abundant, eternal life. You have said that you are a good Father who gives us good gifts. Your generosity overflows to us. Everything we have is a gift from you. As we bring our offerings to you, we give back to you from the abundant blessings you have given us. May our gifts be acceptable in your sight, Lord. Blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor and power and strength be to you, our God, forever and ever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
just the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 18. After this I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority, and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. 
With a mighty voice he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a home for demons and a haunt for every evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable bird. For all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich with her excessive luxuries. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Mix her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torture and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart, she boasts, I sit as queen. I am not a widow, and I will never mourn. Therefore, in one day, her plagues will overtake her, death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire, for mighty is the, is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand off and cry, Woe, woe, O great city, O Babylon, city of power. In one hour your doom has come. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron and marble. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of the flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and bodies and souls of men. They will say the fruit you long for is gone from you. All your riches and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her torment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe, woe, O great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glistening with gold and precious stones and pearls. In one hour such great wealth has been brought to ruin. Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their living from the sea will stand far off. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, Was there ever a city this great? They will grow dust on their heads, and with weeping and mourning cry out, Woe, woe, O great city, where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour she has been brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, O heaven. Rejoice, saints and apostles and prophets. God has judged her for the way she has treated you. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again.
The music of harpists and musicians, flute players and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No workman of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of a of bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's great men. By your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of prophets and the saints and of all who have been killed on the earth. 